You like traveling, deep voice guy? Welcome to the ALT Insider Podcast, dedicated to making you have the most fun possible while living or dreaming about living in Japan. Whether you've been here for years or are just starting to consider it, we've got you covered. And now, your host, broadcasting from somewhere in Japan, James. Hey guys, yes, it is James from LTInsider.com coming at you with episode number 046 of the LT Insider Podcast. And today I've got what you've all been waiting for. I don't know if I can say all, but I have gotten a few emails from people saying that they want to keep this Making Money in Japan Not as a Teacher series going. So today I've got episode number five of that series, and this time it is with a content and design leader at a really cool website for people that want to travel in Japan, and that website is japantravel.com and that person is Tom. So in this interview we get into how he started as a jet, then he went back to his home country, then he came back to Japan in his current role, what he does in that role, all about the website, and even a little bit about what it's like to be on Japanese TV. So some really cool stuff in there that I hope you will enjoy. As usual, for all the links to everything we mentioned in the episode, head on over to altinsider.com forward slash podcast 48 and it will all be there for you. So without further ado, here is Tom, the content and design lead at japantravel.com. Enjoy. All right, so today, guys, I have someone that is definitely uh, doing some cool things in Japan. He started out as a jet, and now he's doing something totally different, and his name is Tom. How are you doing today, Tom? Hi, James. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm excited to have you on here as part of this series all about showcasing people that are doing things in Japan that isn't teaching English. So before we get going into the rest of the interview, I guess, uh, let's get start with the end point. So what are you currently doing in Japan? Sure. So I'm working at a small company in Roppongi called Japan Travel Kabushiki Geisha. And I work on our main product, japantravel.com, as our content and design lead. Okay. So that's that's what we're going to get to. But let's let's go way back to the beginning. And when did you come to Japan and why did you come in the first place? Well, um, that's a good question. Obviously, um, I started in this role a few years back, but my journey to Japan started uh, back in 2006, actually. Okay. And I came out to uh, Hiroshima City as a, a JET ALT. Okay, so now we'll, this isn't an episode about the JET program, but uh, what was your, kind of your first impressions of working as a JET? Um, it was pretty good. Um, I think uh, it's worth saying uh, everyone's situation is different, <laughs> Yeah. which I hear a lot in that trade. Um, but um, it was pretty good. Um, I was a junior high teacher, and I was an ALT for, for two years. Um, and, yeah, I, I had a pretty good time. Nice. Okay, so you were JET for two years, and what made you decide not to do that, and what did you do after that? Um, I wanted to leave uh, teaching whilst, whilst I still enjoyed it. I wasn't um, set out to become a, a career teacher. I wasn't intending to going to teaching uh, long long term. Okay. So um, I felt uh, two years was a good stint. I honestly could have stayed longer, definitely. Um, really good life in Hiroshima, um, despite, you know, not you're not in Tokyo, but it's a pretty good place to live. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of looking for the next step um, after that. Um, and for me, that was um, not moving to another a job in Japan, actually. I was, uh, I went back to the UK. Okay. Um, where I was working for five years before doing what I do now. Okay, so you uh, you worked five years, then went on the JET program, and then went back to UK, right? Um, yeah, so after, well, after JET, I was in the UK um, for, for a good while, and then, you know, I'm, I'm back in Japan now. 
Okay, so um, let's go through the steps of you were in the UK for for a few years. How did you make the jump from being in the UK to come back to Japan, not as a jet teacher? Um, I always harbored this like ideal uh, desire to work in Tokyo um, after jet. Um, I, I felt there was unfinished business between me and Japan. Um, I, you know, great great country. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I'm I'm out here right now, um, but it's a, a great place to live, and I felt I wanted to kind of. At that time, again, I was thinking about um, the next step, um, what I wanted to do. Um, so basically, I started looking for opportunities um, out in Tokyo. Um, I had a chance to come back a few times. One was work-related, um, and yeah, felt it was you know the right thing to do. So, how did you kind of what, what did you what steps did you take to find these opportunities in in Japan? Um, it's just talking to people and, and looking around on, online, really. Um, I. Yeah, I was. Um, I mean, I'm working in tourism now, so I guess uh, what I'm doing now is a big reflection of, I guess, my journey over the last seven, eight years. Um, often makes me think of a, a quote by Steve Jobs, like connecting the dots, um, looking back and thinking what I did during that time uh, has kind of driven me to where I am now. So that's um, you know living, experiencing Japan back in Hiroshima, um, and then back in the UK, I was kind of um, figuring out what I wanted to do and, and learning and working in like digital web industry, uh, digital communications and kind of really kind of um, working on some like uh, professional skills and, and, and training and things like that. Um, that kind of really helped me, that experience really helped me kind of get me where I am today um, and into the current position. You sent, were sending resumes to companies in Japan and you got you got the job at one of those Correct. Um, yeah, I was I was talking to a few companies. Um, I was I was out here at the time actually, and um, and this one was kind of um, kind of the right place at the right time. Um, we're at the company right now is is growing pretty steadily. Um, but two years ago, um, I think uh, everything kind of kicked off and, and started out, and uh, it was kind of good match at the right time. Okay, so let's say let's say I'm an ALT like you were a long time ago, but let's say I'm an ALT now and I'm kind of thinking, well, next year I'm not sure what I want to do. Maybe two years, three years, I want to do something else. What would your advice be to someone that wants to get a job like you did on a website or a com- similar kind of company like that? Um, yeah, I mean, my first piece of advice would be, uh, at least in my experience, I had a hell of a lot of uh, free time, spare time um, when I was an ALT. Yeah. Um, obviously, every situation is different, but... Um, I, from in my experience, I didn't use that to my advantage. Okay. So, um, I mean, I remember times like finishing work at um, 4 p.m. or sometimes 3:30. So, especially some of my smaller schools. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you know, having uh, some some days where I was only teaching one class, um, I do not remember being too productive either at my schools in during free time or yeah. um, or outside of school. Um, when you know when leaving early um so my you know my biggest piece of advice would be to kind of push yourself try and be proactive um try and keep learning learn learn new skills um you know create a if you're thinking about what the next step um you know build a portfolio um just keep keep up to date with uh, modern trends follow follow your thought influences um you know try and try and 
be active, I guess. Some good stuff there. And uh, before we get into your website or the website you work for, japantravel.com, I'll talk about a little bit, like, when what, what was the interview process like for that job? Was it like kind of sent your resume and they said, okay, you got it, and you went to Japan, or did you do an interview over Skype or something? How did that work out? Yeah, um, it was kind of covering letter, uh, CV, interview. It was fairly informal. Um, as a lot of, um, I mean, my company is different now, but when we started, it was very startup style environment. Um, so you're kind of, you're directly talking to uh, senior, senior managers, um, people in the company. Yeah. Um, so it was, um, and, and we're a foreign owned company, so it's probably not comparable to a situation interviewing for a Japanese company. Uh, okay. Meaning, okay. Foreigners are the creators of the website or company. Uh, the way we're set up now, it's about 50, 50 Japanese stuff. Um, on Japanese, but okay. uh, yeah, so the so the the whole the whole style of our company is certainly a bit different, but um, but um, yeah, it went through kind of a, a kind of interview process, which more kind of um, going through my experience and, and kind of the vision for the company at the time, and uh, it, it turned into a, you know a good match. All right, so let's get a little bit more into JapanDravel.com. Why don't you give me a little summary of what it is to anyone that might not know what it is right now? Just so JapanTravel.com is, is one of the largest tourist information websites focused on uh, Japan travel information. Um, we're a community-based website where anyone can sign up and contribute. Um, so our users um, sharing their adventures and experiences around Japan. And that can be anywhere from the small mom-and-pop ramen store around the corner to the big, you know, famous tourist sites. Um, but our, yeah, our main focus is kind of uncovering and sharing like uh, those small hidden gems off the beaten track. And everything is is kind of, uh, every kind of activity is rewarded in terms of points. And the whole site is underpinned by our reward store. And we work with a lot of partners who kind of contribute to our reward store. So users can, um, our members can can earn uh, anything from hotel vouchers, um, airline tickets in some cases, um, restaurant tickets and, and products and things like that. Okay, wow. So if I if I write an article, I'm earning points towards one of these kind of rewards. Yeah, you're on the way to um, earning rewards. Okay, so um, let's say I want to start writing something for japantravel.com. What should I do? Um, yeah, anyone can go to the homepage, japantravel.com, and, and sign up. Well, you can sign up from any page, actually. I'm just in the header. Okay. And, um, Upon sign up, you get assigned uh, a regional partner. So we have a number of people around Japan, and and also outside Japan. We um, we operate the website in twelve languages. So wow, a large a large part of what we do is um, is getting people outside Japan to translate um, again again for points and rewards. And so we have a, a number of people around around the world as well supporting supporting those languages. But yeah, you sign up, you get assigned a, a partner. If you're living in uh, say Hiroshima, you'll get assigned a, a partner in Hiroshima and they kind of take care of, of you starting out. So that includes um, advice and, and going through content guides and kind of editing your work. All right, cool. So since you are a content and design leader, you should have some advice uh, for this. So let's say I want to write something online. I want, Of course, you want people to read, read your stuff. What would your advice be to someone writing that wants to write about Japan or wants to do it in a way that will, you know, other people will want to read it more, read more of their stuff, you know? How do you make your stuff stand out? Sure. So, um, well, we're looking for, um, you know, the popular viral content too. So uh, if you want to make your, your content stand out, it's got to be unique. Um, we're focused on coverage of places 
that are new to the website. Um, being a, a good photographer definitely helps. Um, when, when you're sharing online, Twitter and Facebook, um, a good, strong lead uh, visual image always helps um, yeah. in terms of engagement rates, things like that. Um, but having said that, we, you know, we, we kind of appeal to all kinds of writers. So a lot of professionals sign up to our website uh, too, in terms of um, building a, a profile for, for marketing purposes. Um, everyone gets a profile where they can share a bit about themselves and what they do. And can they share a link too if the, for like a personal website or? Yeah, they can connect up their um, a bat link to their own business or their personal website or blog. Um, and you know their SNS channels as well, um, but also you know any anyone can sign up and write and publish to our website. So it's a really open platform. Um, you know we basically a platform for people to publish to the web, um, which is you know useful to a lot of people looking for a place to write or you don't necessarily want to go through the motions of setting up a blog or their own their own website. That sounds pretty cool. So um, uh, one question I think that kind of is pl one thing one issue. It's kind of plaguing the Japan web Japan news for foreigners kind of space is that kind of yeah. hey let's make a it's kind of like clickbait but japan style clickbait which means let's show this wild and crazy thing that happens to one person and then pretend like it's normal for japan right yeah like, you know so what, do you, what what are your thoughts on that kind of like it's kind of a new i don't think it's new but it's kind of yeah no i've seen the same kind of thing in, in the uk and from the western perspective um basically like uh some small kind of weird japan news item gets picked up and blown out of proportion, um, probably purely for clickbait reasons. And it's kind of, you know, presented as like next big thing in Japan or, you know, latest trend. Um, obviously, that's that's purely for, for traffic reasons, I think, and it brings in a lot of people. And there's a lot, there's a big audience for that kind of thing. And, you know, I enjoy reading that kind of thing too. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're, for our site, we're, um, we do, um, we're opening up, opening up more content types for different kinds of, um, of uh, content, so um, news, blogs, guides, and articles about places. Um, but we're still mainly heavily focused on on Japan travel, um, traveling in Japan itself. Um, but um, even then, there's a lot there's a lot of cool cool topics to write about. Um, cat islands and uh, Zao Fox Village up in Miyagi, and theme cafes like the Goat Cafe in Shibuya. Um, the Owl Cafes are really popular. Yeah, it seems like there's a cafe now for pretty much every animal. Yeah, yeah, um, and and that's what we want to focus on. Um, basically, uh, places that you can actually visit. Um, you know, think think you know factual information that's useful for for overseas visitors. Yeah, sure. So, is your is your audience for that site? Is it more people outside of Japan or inside of Japan? Would you say? Um, our main focus is inbound, um, and a lot of our kind of partners and companies we work with, you know, are focused on inbounds, especially in English. And Chinese. Okay. Although, although when we started out, um, we started out in English and Japanese, and so we have quite a big following on our on Japanese side, um, and a lot of a lot of Japanese users helping out. Oh, cool. So, um, what's a typical day like for you working? I mean, I'm sure it's way different than as as an ALT, but what's a typical day for like for you as a content and design leader? Um, a typical day. There is no typical day. <laughs> <laughs> Would be my first thing, but um, I'm typically going going over. Uh, queries about the website or um, or helping some of our members or partners um, I'm also doing a lot of uh, design updates to our, our pages and working with our developers engineers on on new features um, 
we we recently did a a large upgrade in December, so um, the site's a lot faster than ever before, um, which is really good. Um, also, do a few uh, client projects for some of our partners, so that could be uh, web management or SNS or content creation. Um, sometimes I'm outside the office um, joining a kind of media tour on a project or doing shizai, which is you know. Um, taking notes and interviewing and, and taking photos for projects um, and other times yeah lots of meetings um, lots of other design projects so I'm, I'm not a designer by by trade but kind of um, you wear a lot of hats in a kind of small startup style company um, so would you say you uh, you know there's a lot of stereotypes about Japan but I think one that some people agree is true most of the time is the overtime kind of thing so even though your company's not really Japanese do you have a lot of overtime you have set hours or how does that work yeah um, we well yeah we, we have no concept of overtime but um, um, we have fairly uh, flexible um, good kind of work working hours and conditions um, we most most of the, the people in our company are fairly like committed and passionate about um, both the website and kind of what we're doing for Japan and, and like sharing our passion for for tourism in Japan. Um, so when when we need to, we work um, work later than we should, but um, we we enjoy it. And um, it's definitely not like a traditional Japanese company, um, from what I've heard. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, I, I saw in your Twitter profile, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes of this episode. But you're recently on TV Tokyo. So what was that experience like? Yeah, um, we uh, we do a lot of like interviews and, and and try to get our name out there. And um, over the years, a few TV stations have been in touch. And um, yeah, TV Tokyo were in touch um, in January about uh, a segment on on Cool Japan. I think they did a, a, a Saturday night um, like two three hour special on on, on you know the, the tourism boom that's going on right now. Yeah. Um, I sh- as some of your listeners might know, there was like you know record numbers of, of uh, visitors last year, yeah. and that's expected to continue. Um, so they did a they did a program about um, cool Japan and um, focused around um, Tokyo and like the kind of the secret uh, sightseeing spots that that don't necessarily um, appeal to Japanese people, but seem to be um, you know strike a chord with uh, overseas visitors and they're seeing you know more and more tourists um, visit them. So, um, yeah, they came to our office and, and did a bit of shooting and interviewed a few people. And um, we kind of, uh, I took them to a, a location in uh, Otaku, Tokyo, and kind of showed them showed them around uh, a, a, a tire park. Okay. Um, something a bit unique and different. Um, and, yeah, that was a good experience. I don't, I don't usually do that. So, um, but, you know, when, when called upon, um, you get to do, yeah, I, get to do a lot of different things so i've heard, I've heard from um one of my friends is actually on tv and he said like you know japanese tv is very reaction based like you know big reaction huge reaction whatever yeah. it is you know did they give you any like kind of kind of nudges towards being kind of that kind of reactionary person or did they let you do just do your personality or um definitely <laughs> it was um i guess in hindsight it was exactly what i should have expected um it's was, it was a lot of fun um but um Despite giving me a, a crazy Japanese voiceover that almost changed, completely changed my personality, um, they they wanted me to speak in English, uh, but also like they're really like focused on you know big gestures and kind of Genki Genki attitudes. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, 
which which I can be, but I wasn't prepared for that level. All right, so one thing I want to ask someone on TV, I always want to ask is, did they, did they ever make you film something again? As if, let's say, you didn't get a bit, you didn't do a big enough reaction or something. Did they ever make you do something twice or? Oh yeah, we did a few takes on on, on one particular scene. Yeah. <laughs> so like you weren't yeah. as ganky as they hoped or something. Um, you know, say say this word, say that word, um, and do a few more gestures. Ah, uh, see, I knew it. They always, <laughs> I knew it's like that. You know. <laughs> But yeah, the odd thing about that one was um, they they dubbed over everything anyway, so it didn't really matter what they said. <laughs> oh, did, did you check out your translation of what you said? Was it at all? Was it what you said, or did they add some, you know, take some liberties, or um, kind of more or less? But they they gave me like a, a, a Sugi Chan wild Japanese, uh, ah, okay. um, which 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 I welcomed. If if I'd done it in <laughs> Japanese, I probably would have done the same kind of style. So. <laughs> Oh, so how is your is, is your workplace? I know it's not a Japanese company, but is it? How's the office run? Is it in English and Japanese, or how does that work? It's around fifty fifty. Um, I think both in terms of uh, office communication and you know average view of my inbox. Um, it's yeah, it's fifty fifty. Um, although um, I wouldn't say Japanese is essential in my role, um, and especially anyone looking for like content design or kind of re- related role in like a creative industry um i wouldn't say um I'm, japanese is like good japanese is essential i think it's important to be able to speak to people and, yeah, definitely. and converse with them um but going back to what i said earlier about being proactive i think um you know definitely learn japanese but um um you know don't don't be so focused on getting to like higher upper intermediate levels you know um Work, workplace uh, Japanese is a lot different, um, and most of that you probably pick up on the job, basically. It's just, it opens more doors if you have some kind of skill, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what, when you're not working, what do you like to do in your free time? Um, I like to snowboard and go hiking. Um, I live, uh, I don't live in central Tokyo. I like to live outside, uh, well, I'm living in Kanagawa. Um, and I like to, I like the country out here. Um I think one of my my favorite things about Japan are the mountains, the onsen, and and the opportunities they provide. So I've done a lot of hikes in the last few years, um, and been snowboarding a few times this winter. That's cool. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to Okinawa? Or anything? I mean, <laughs> Okinawa, Hokkaido, or anything like that, like Niseko and stuff like that? Or that's that's a good question. Um, it's, it was the same when I left Hiroshima, and it's the same now. I've I've never been to Okinawa or Hokkaido, um, so they are. I've said this a few times, but they're next on my list. <laughs> there you go. Obviously, so, now it's good for for summer beaches, and Hokkaido's good for good for snowboarding, definitely. There you go. So, all right, Tom. So, if people want to check more of your stuff out, where can they go besides JapanTravel.com? Obviously. Um, sure. I've I've got a, a profile on on Japan Travel, but you can find me on uh, on Twitter, LinkedIn, what have you. Um, I'm definitely you know interested to hear from anyone around Japan in the ALT community. Um, so sure. um, feel free to drop me a line at tom at japantravel.com. Um, we, you know, we run a, a lot of projects around the country, so we're always kind of looking to find um, new riders um, around, you know, in the rural communities and, you know, a lot of prefectures outside Tokyo. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're quite busy these days, so um, always looking to find and connect with new people. If if you're someone uh, living in a rural community or not in a big city, um, you're probably someone who knows your your local area really well. Um, 
you might make a, a good member for Japan Travel, but um, also there might be you know a few opportunities we can we can work on. There you go, and I'll put I'll put the links to everything he said in the show notes page, so it'll be should be easy to find there. Um, so, all right, Tom, thanks a lot for hanging out today, and good luck with JapanTravel.com. Okay, thanks, James, and and good luck to everyone listening, uh, thinking about making the next step and and applying for the next job in Japan. Yep, thank you. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to the ALT Insider Podcast. For more info on how you can have more fun working in Japan, visit ALTinsider.com. See you next time. Have a good one.